Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Jupiter Journeys podcast with Devon. In this episode, we are going to talk about your spiritual journey and what that can look like for you. And I'm going to tell you guys about my own. So um, let's get started. And what we're going to talk about is starting from the end, right? Think about the end. Keep the end in mind. And this is some real, I get it, um, this is some real Scorpio placement, eighth house, death, uh, transformation kind of vibe, right? But I'm just going to share with you what worked for me. Um, and you can take what you need and leave the rest. Again, with everything that I'm sharing with you guys, take what you need and leave and leave the rest. Some of it will resonate. Um, some of it is going to have you look into it more further. And that is the goal. So I'm going to recommend some books throughout. I will link them in my bios of all my social media, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Feel free to search them there. But let's get started. So let me tell you about my own spiritual path, right? Um, So I'm from Indiana. Um, I wasn't raised in a super religious household. Uh, My mother took us to church a few times. Uh, My dad was pretty agnostic. um, And I had complete freedom to explore um, anything that I wanted to. Uh, My mother was always the type of, you know, find your own path, connect with God in whatever way works for you. And as you can imagine, being from Indiana, most of the people around me are of the Christian faith. um, And that's pretty normal, pretty standard around here. I always felt a little indifferent towards it. And a lot of it didn't make sense to me. And I'd sort of like, you know, shied away from Christianity, even from a young age, even from like high school. As I always said, I refuse to believe in God for the same reasons that I believe in Santa Claus, just to earn a prize. And it just, it didn't feel right. Um, so I never really vibed with Christianity Christianity too much early on. And it wasn't until I met my friend Greg in Atlanta. Um, I moved to Atlanta in 99 and I had met my friend Greg and he introduced me to a lot of different um, spiritual topics, um, including astrology and numerology um, and also Santeria. And that was the first organized religion that I had actually studied and practiced and read about. And I don't talk about it a lot publicly, mostly just because I don't want all of the um, fake accounts and all those type of people spamming me. So again, that was the first thing that I had really practiced and studied. And Greg had introduced me to crystals and tarot cards and astrology and all of those fun things. And I got my first Oracle deck from Crystal Blue in little five points in Atlanta, fun store, little fun little bodega where you can get all, all of your needs. Um, so that was the first thing that I got. And I was into that for a little while, sort of got away from it. Didn't practice as much, just a little bit here and there, right? Dabbled in it. Always, you know, wanted to learn more about numerology and astrology, just wasn't super dedicated to it. Um, went on and lived my life. Um, got married, had kids, all of that good stuff. And then, as often happens um, with people, is that tragedy strikes, adversity strikes, and it sets you on a different course in life. And so for me, it happened to be death, and a whole lot of death in a very short period of time that made me question my reality. First, my stepdad died, then my oldest son, Ramsey, died. Then my friend Greg, my spiritual friend Greg died, and then my grandmother died all within like a period of like two years. So it really sent me on this path of there's got to be more to life than just going to work and paying bills, right? There's got to be more. So now I'm, you know, again, trying to heal myself, trying to recover from all this loss and death, trying to figure out the meaning of life. Um, 
and ended up getting a job transfer to Indiana and went to a local church. All right. So I'm ready to, you know, explore my faith a little bit further, um, you know, go a little bit further. But again, Christianity didn't always vibe with me, but I knew there was some truth to it. So, okay, I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to explore. Go to a local church. Um, everyone's friendly and kind. Um, but the usual dogma did not sit well with me. You know, the whole women as servants, um, you know, the anti-gay mantras that a lot of these churches have did not vibe with me at all. And it wasn't until that I started digging in deeper and I started reading some books. And when I say books, I mean a lot of books. I obsessively went to the library, to the bookstore. I wanted to read everything about Christianity that wasn't just the Bible, right? I read the Bible. Um, most people have um, some against their will. and But there's a lot of parables. Um, there's a lot of metaphors. doesn't always vibe. But I wanted to explore more because I knew there was truth there. And Christianity is awesome. However, I'm going to introduce you guys to a different type which I feel, again, it resonated with me, may not resonate with you, but to me, Gnostic Christianity was the closest thing to the truth that I found. And I'll tell you what happened because my spiritual awakening, I know the date, I wrote it down, I journaled it, all of that. Um, my spiritual awakening happened November 9th of 2014. Um, the, my children were, were with their dad that day. And so I had the day to myself. Um, I had actually gone to a thrift store and gotten some books. And in those pile of books were three books by Sylvia Brown. Yes, the very famous psychic Sylvia Brown. So in all of this pile of books, I had gotten some of those. Um, I, you know, there were some spiritual books in there. And I was like, okay, I'm going to read today. And I read the first one. And that was Life on the Other Side. And then I read the second one, God Creation and the Tools for Life and Soul's Perfection. And both of those books are part of her Journey of the Soul series. And really, it opened my eyes to a different way of understanding Christianity, is that it wasn't about all the rules and all the dogma, but it was more about aligning with source, right? It was aligning with source in a way that felt right to you, listening to your spirit guides, which she had introduced me to. Um, on top of that, it was really about what happens after we die. And so I uh, was obsessing over near-death experiences and what happens after we die, because that's what made most sense to me. And again, um, astrologically, I have a lot of Scorpio placements and my moon is in my eighth house. So really no surprises that near-death experiences are what did it for me. So first was Sylvia's work, talking about life on the other side and what it's like on the other side and how we are eternal beings. And once we get to the other side, we do the life review, which many of you have heard of, and we review our life and we look at how we did. And it's not from a judgmental place. It's not, it's just a review of what was your experience like on earth, right? You do a summary, um, you meet with your spirit team. What did you learn? What did you go over? Will you be coming back? Will you take a break? Will you serve as somebody else's spirit guide? There's all of these things that happen after we die. And so reading about that really is what did it for me. It really set off the light bulb. And another pivotal author for me was, was um, Dr. Alexander, even Alexander. And his book, Proof of Heaven, was so amazing. And it totally vibed with me. And I'll tell you why, right? Because 
Um, I'm an academic. I've worked in higher ed for 22 years. Um, I have multiple degrees. And Dr. Alexander is a scientist, right? He's a doctor. Um, and his near-death experience really, really did it for me because hearing it from some from a scient from a scientist perspective was what I needed. And of course, as you can imagine, Spirit knew exactly what I needed. And I needed to hear it from Dr. Alexander. And what he talks about is how uh, what his near-death experience was like and what his experience was like on the other side. Highly, highly recommend his book, Proof of Heaven. It is amazing. Um, nothing short of amazing. Um, I recommend, you know, both of his books now, uh, Map of Heaven, Proof of Heaven. Follow him on all social media. Uh, again, he was super pivotal in helping me study the other side in life after death. And this was so pivotal for me to know what happens after we die, right? I just told you I'd experienced all this death around me. Um, you know, I'm on the tail end of trying to heal myself from so much loss and death. And now these authors come through and show me like, this is what happens after we die. And I'm like, yes, yes, this is all resonating with me. All makes sense. Um, shortly after that, I read Anita Morjani's Dying to Be Me, another amazing book for you to read. Uh, of her description of what is like, she had stage four cancer, was, um, you know, died, went to the other side, um, said it wasn't her time, it's time for you to come back. And it just opened her up to seeing life in a different way and now living life fully. Again, her book, Dying to Be Me, it's Anita Morjani, and I'll link it in um, all of my social accounts. Highly, highly recommend it. Just how she healed herself, how she started um, seeing life differently how really like the essence of us being here is just being ourselves, just be yourself. That's it. All of this work we think we need to do all of this extra stuff we, we think that we need to be doing. And really it's just keep it simple and just be you. And so I would say between her and Dr. Alexander and Sylvia Brown, pivotal, pivotal books. And for some people, you know, they have their spiritual awakening through a meditation um, some people are into ayahuasca, like there's all the different things that can lead to a spiritual awakening for some people. They don't have a, a specific light bulb moment and that's okay too. Sometimes it's just a, uh, you know, an awareness and a studying over time of, you know, what's happening in their life and seeing things from a different perspective. So again, for me, it was near death experiences. I still love reading about it. Um, you guys probably love it too. There's been TV shows of young kids talking about um, their past lives. And by the way, um, you know, there's a lot of evidence about even just the number of Christians that believe in reincarnation. And it's not to convince you either way about reincarnation or that it exists or doesn't exist. I'm just telling you guys what worked for me. And what worked for me was studying the afterlife. And it continues to. Um, again, studying what happens after we're gone. What is the point of all this, right? The big why questions. As a Sagittarius son, I'm always going to be asking why. Um, and, and the big why questions and the bigger picture of why we're here. Um, and even Dr. Alexander talked about that in his book, is that we, you know, we often always have the same questions when we start contemplating the meaning of life, is we want to know who we are. We want to know why we're here. And we want to know why there's so much suffering in the world, right? Think about that. Another good question that we all have. Okay. So why is there so much suffering? 
So really, Sylvia put this in perspective for me. And the way that she described it, again, totally resonates with me, is the reason there's so much adversity in the world is simply for the contrast, right? We're eternal souls. This is just one of many incarnations. And we can decide whether or not we we want to come back. And we're going to be here from, you know, 20 to 80 to 100 years of however, however long we're going to be on Earth. And then we go back to the other side. And then we can choose to come back if we want to um, or not. And sometimes an incarnation can just be one lesson you want to master. In one of her books, she describes the uh, um, daughter and a mother-in-law. Like they're, they came in together just to master forgiveness, right? They had a lot of fr friction throughout their relationship, um, but the goal was to ma master forgiveness. So it can be something simple. And again, you know, our egos love to complicate things and make it more difficult, but it doesn't have to be. It can be simple and you can, again, just know that you're here to experience joy. You're here to create. There might be a couple of major life lessons that you've peppered in there for yourself, but you did pre-plan your life. You sat with your spirit guides, um, with your spirit team. You decided, you know, what big lessons you wanted to cover while you're here. And then you decided your birth time, right? You wanted certain qualities, certain experiences. So you decided and you came in and um, you incarnated into a certain family to have those, to be the house for those experiences of what you wanted to accomplish in this life. So again, this is what worked for me. This may or may not work for you, but I love hearing about people's near-death experiences and uh, you know what happens on the other side. Because as you will see, and as you read more and more books, you will see it is way more al alike than it is different. And there's people documented around the world of all ages, all genders, all nationalities, religions, all of it. And they often describe very, very similar experiences. And even doctors um, will talk about what it's like when somebody um, transitions over. They don't talk about it publicly, but privately they will discuss it. And I think that for me, at least, um, starting at the end was the most helpful. It really was. Just thinking about what, why we're here, what we're here to do, what's our purpose, why is there so much adversity, um, you know, and understanding it, that fear is a big part of the human experience. And the more you can let go of it, the more you can raise your vibration into one of love and forgiveness and mostly forgiveness of yourself, right? We've all made mistakes. We've all dealt with adversity, right? It's a part of earth school. It's part of your experience here. And you have to forgive yourself for whatever choices you felt like were the wrong choices. They really weren't. Because every choice that you made, you either learned something or you, you won, right? You either got nailed it, got it right, or you learned something and you pivoted to something else. But the more you just let go of all the expectations, especially now um, we've moved into Virgo season, so um, ease up on yourself with all of the super, super high expectations of what you should be doing. And instead, think about your joy and your peace. And when you make your peace a priority, you're going to have a totally different life experience. Um, and that's with or without any sort of like big major aha spiritual awakening like I had. And don't feel like you're doing something wrong if you don't have that moment either. That's what worked for me, right? That was my plan um, coming into this life. Clearly, um, certain things happened and they needed to happen to spark that spiritual awakening. 
If not, I just had gone through the motions like everybody else. Work, come home, pay bills, hang out with friends on the weekends, or hang out with your family and your kids. You know, the same routine, the same thing every everybody's doing until something comes along and makes you question reality and question life. But you don't have to be brought to your knees. You don't. You don't have to have major traumatic events that happen to grow spiritually. So don't think that either. You can continue to study yourself, um, you know, read, watch, you know, videos, listen to podcasts of whatever is resonating with you to continue to grow in your own journey. And we're going to talk about this more later because spiritual health actually is emotional health. They're the same thing. So we'll get into that later, but I really want you guys to think about why you're here and who you are. It's going to form the foundation of your spiritual growth. It's going to springboard your growth, as a matter of fact. And the more you dig into who you are and why you're here, it's going to create this like warm incubator of creating a different life for yourself. Because again, as we talked about before, we're here to create, not just suffer. Yes, adversity is a part of your experience. It shouldn't be your entire experience here on earth. If so, honestly, you're doing it wrong, man. You're just doing it wrong. You want to have fun. You want to have a good time. Yes, you're going to learn some stuff. Um, but you know, when you master that lesson, you don't have to keep suffering the same way. You don't have to keep meeting the same adversity in different bodies because you've mastered the lesson, right? So again, I highly recommend it. It's what worked for me is studying near-death experiences. Um, read Sylvia Brown, read Dr. Alexander, Proof of Heaven, read Anita Morjani. There's a whole bunch of other books. You can do a whole search of near-death experiences. There's even databases of people describing it. Um, you know, there's all kinds of like documentaries and things like that that are super fun on the topic. But I think it'll put things in perspective of just our infinite nature of who we are, why we're here, uh, and ways that we can make our lives easier and have more fun on this journey. So again, I'm going to link all the books in there. Um, I hope you guys will, you know, again, join me on social media. Feel free to shoot me an email. Tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear your feedback if you grab any of these books um, and what your thoughts are on those. Um, but again, start at the end, right? Start at the end. Think about life on the other side. And it will put things in perspective of what you're doing here. So with that being said, um, that's it for this episode. And, you know, as always, you can follow me on all social media channels, Jupiter Journeys. And just a reminder that all is well. You are loved. You are constantly supported by the universe. And remember to have some fun on your own journeys throughout this earth school. And until next time, peace and blessings.